Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome. I'm back, baby, to another episode of the 209 till infinity podcast. As always, it's your boy, DJ Billy A, and I'm back in the studio here in Ceres, California, A. And across the way from me is my man, 50 Grand. Why don't y'all give him a hand while he gets up on his microphone and tells you who he am, my friend? Maybe. <laughs> okay. Do it, Savage. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Savage O'Malley. <laughs> yeah. Oh! Yes, sir. Savage, are you okay? Are you okay, Savage? Are you okay? Are you okay, Savage? Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. What's going on, y'all? It is your boy, Savage O'Malley, a.k.a. Big Skis, a.k.a. Uh... Suckerfish Sav. Suckerfish Sav very much uh, in effect uh, because I just had a conversation with somebody about uh, finances and, and how things go and and uh, catching the, catching things at the right time can, you know, be the difference between winning and losing stuff. And so, uh, anyway, definitely Suckerfish Sav today. Uh, welcome, 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 DJ Billier, back into the fold, back yeah. into the... Yeah. Beautiful, disrupted studio. It's all good. It's all good. It feels good to be back. As long as the mics work. It, feel, it feels good to be back in front of my microphone with my headphones on, hearing myself, not sitting in the bedroom with the door closed, holding the, the phone speaker up to my mouth. Also, let me just tell you this. Anybody who's interested in doing a podcast, any type of recording, anything like this, just a helpful tip. It really helps to turn to make sure that the microphone cord is connected to yes. the microphone. Yeah. Just keep that in mind going yeah. forward. <laughs> that tells you how long it's been since I've been here. Uh, that I'm sitting here with the mic on the arm, hooked up, 
screwed in but not plugged into the actual recording studio. And I'm like, I can hear you, but I can't hear you. You're right. And then I'm I see the, see the back of the microphone and nothing in, and I was yeah. like, maybe we should put the microphone cord in. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since I've been here, for sure. It's been at least, what, three, four, I don't know. At least a month. Yeah, at least, minimum. Yeah, it's so, but it's good to be back. Uh, you know, as convenient as it is to record over the phone, because it can be tough to get here, as we've said many, many times. Life has a tendency to get in the way, throw you a curveball, jump in front of you, deter the best laid plans, whatever the fuck you want to say. Whatever cliche you want to use, life has a tendency to do that. So it's super convenient, but at the same time, I cringe every time I listen to those episodes because I'm like, oh, dude, it, it's not horrible, but it ain't great. It's not the same. Yeah, it's just not, yeah. Well, the, you're here now, so let me tell you one quick thing. Yes. I can do this all day. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. I believe you. I believe you. You know what's funny, man? I Jokes? Saw, I, yes, they can be. <laughs> Depends who's telling them. Uh, I saw a new billboard on the way here. And you know, one of the things I do, not the most exciting drive getting to Ceres, California from I own California, but one of the things I always like- Especially are, when your burrito spots- Yeah, man, yeah, my burrito, my breakfast burrito joint was closed down. I was disappointing, but you know, we made do. But I love looking at the billboards because people try to get so creative. Like one time I saw a realtor billboard that said, let's go Brandon. And if you agree with me, that I'm the realtor for you. Like people get creative, or there's one, he's a lawyer. And his name, his last name is Drake. Oh yeah. Drake, the only Drake topping this billboard is me. So if you need an attorney, call Drake, attorney at law. You know, I love, I love people get creative. Well, I saw a new one today that, it, or, or best Al Pastor tacos anywhere. I took a picture of that one and posted it. Cause you're like, I'll be the judge of that. You know, like. Because you and I love the taco trucks and the Mexican food, so. It's a bold statement, it is a sir. Very, and I still have yet to try their pastor tacos. Because I like the fact that they they didn't just say best tacos. They said best pastor. So they were putting themselves in a bit of a box, playing it a little safer. But anyway, so I saw a billboard this morning. Has a picture, and maybe you've seen it. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. I don't know how long. It wasn't here the last time I came. It's got an alien in a spaceship flying through space with a big, giant, shit-eating grin on his face. And then it says, Stockton, Tracy, Lodi, Modesto, worth the trip. With a big, <laughs> with an alien. And I just start cracking up. I'm like, if you come a million light years in your spaceship from another galaxy, from another planet, you're doing light speed, and you can make a stop at Earth, I mean, you could see the pyramids, right? You could see the Grand Canyon. You could go to Niagara Falls to the Statue of Liberty. This alien has chosen to <laughs> to catch a ports game, grab some taco truck, and then head over to the outlets, apparently. And let he's very say, happy about it. Let me, let me just ask you this, dude. Yeah. Let me just ask you this. Yeah, ask me. Yeah. So you're an alien, right? Yeah. You're traveling light speed. You're on the spaceship, right? Yeah. Sure. You can get the pyramids. Sure. Right? Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Stonehenge. Like, right. what magical thing is this? Yeah. Or, or, and hear me out. Yes. Silva's taco truck. Yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm saying. I just thought it was what, for starters, you're promoting the area. You got a billboard promoting your area in your area. 
Anybody driving up and down that freeway is already there. Most likely you live here or you work here. So to say, hey, it's worth the trip. I don't know if you're trying to get people maybe that are just passing through on their way somewhere else to go like, oh, look, it says Stockton, Lodi, Ceres, Tracy, Modesto, worth the trip. So we better pull over. Like, I'm not exactly sure if that alien likes it. We're sure to like it. I'm not sure what they're going for. I just... It cracked me up. Like, you, you, when you are not a major, major spot, you yeah. got to get creative, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know where this place is, right? Yeah. But there is a place called Uranus. Yes, there is. And I don't know where it's at. Yeah. But they have now made it into this, like, they have, like, perfected the fudge stuff now. So they can talk about fudge in Uranus. Yeah, was, like, sure. And, it, and people yeah. stop. And they're, now they sell merch. And, like, it's a big deal to the point where oh, I you're, get freaking... You're not talking about the planet Uranus. You're saying there's actually a place yes. somewhere in the United States of yes. America called Uranus. Yes. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. I thought you were like, there's this place called Uranus. I'm like, yeah, we learned about it in school. It's right by Saturn and Mars and Jupiter, right? Yeah, Scott, I... Then you said the fudge. I'm like, they're making fudge out there now? That's impressive. Like, it's a big deal. Like, there, I've seen videos. Like, yeah. Like, they just, that's their thing, right? You in, walk in, they'll be like, would you like to get your fudge packed in a Uranus? Yeah. <laughs> like, they just, they run with it. Like, their, and it's a thing now. They're owning it. Oh, yeah. Is, is this California? Or I don't is know. It, you know. Oh, man. We're going to have to do some research on that. But yeah, clearly this alien. And, and dude, if you're ever, when you're coming up fit 99, dude, if you see this, they pick this alien like he's got a big giant head with this big, just huge shit-eating grin. His head's bigger than his entire body and he's sticking out of this little ship and he just looks so happy to be in Lodi and Manteca. Like, he's just very happy to be there. Like, he, well worth the millions of light years he traveled. Ahem. Just noticed that this morning, man, and it cracked me up. I was like, yes, I'm pretty sure all the aliens stop here. Like... <laughs> It's pretty sweet inside Uranus. The best fudge comes from Uranus. Just one taste and you'll be asking for more. Come oh, take yikes. a look at our general store where you'll find our fudge factory. We have everything <laughs> you would need right here in Uranus. Oh, no. Yeah. Uranus, Missouri. Okay, Missouri. Got you. Got you. That's like, um, well, not quite the same, but I don't know if you've ever been to Cool cool california which weed is weed california there's also kind of weed thing. yeah oh yeah i got i got high in weed and yeah i like how to yeah but cool is the same way everything's cool like it's the cool barbershop the cool gas station the cool grocery store the cool diner like yeah and weed's the same way they gotta they if you're in weed you gotta get a t-shirt you gotta get you know they, they've got the yeah 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 but man weed and cool i could put some respect on that Right. Uranus. I guess you just got to hey, own it and run with I'll it. I'll tell you this. You better put some respect on Uranus. <laughs> you got to. You got to. You gentle down there. But hey, man. Anyway, just something I noticed on the way in that kind of tickled my funny bone a wee bit. It didn't tickle Uranus? No, it didn't. No. No, it did not. That's uh, yeah, that's exit only, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're not. Uh, let's just move along from that subject matter. Try to. Don't play the couch music. I'm going to tell you right now. Don't do it, Savage. Anyway, yeah, that just, I just, I saw that billboard and I'm like, I'm a billboard watcher. Like I said, not a lot to look at on the drive-in. So I watch billboards and that one caught my eye. It kind of cracked me up a little bit, man. I'm like, yo, that's, 
That's a good one, man. Let's rep our rep that 209 and rep it hard, baby. We got all the aliens representing out here. Let's go. Before we uh, before we jump into something real quick, yes. what if I uh, do a little something, bring something back real quick? No, bring it back. It's time okay. for the nasty lyric of the week. Oh, it's basically wow. Oh, you nasty. It's been months since we've done a nasty lyric of the week. I'd, I'd probably say at least, it's probably been at least 15 episodes since we've done one. A long time, man. So. so I typed a text to a girl I used to see saying that I chose this cutie pie with whom I want to be. And I apologize if this message gets you down. Then I CC'd every girl that I'd CC around town. And I hate to see y'all frown, but I'd rather see her smiling. Wetness all around me, true, but I'm no island. Peninsula, maybe. Makes no sense. I know. Crazy. Give up all this pussycat that's in my lap. No looking back. Spaceships don't come equipped with rearview mirrors. They dip as quick as they can. The atmosphere is now ripped. I'm so like a pip. I'm glad it's night. So the light from the sun would not burn me on my bum. When I shoot the moon high, jump the broom like a preemie out the womb. My partner yelling too soon. Don't do it. Reconsider. Read some literature on the subject. You sure? Fuck it. You know I got your back like a chiropractic. If you do that bitch dirty, we'll wipe her ass as in detergent. Now hurry, hurry. <laughs> Go on to the altar. I know you ain't no pimp, but remember, pimp, what I taught you. Keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart. Hey, keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart. Man, these girls is smart. Three stacks. These girls is smart. Play your part. Mm. Mm-hmm. So three stacks. So was that outcast? Uh, that was uh, Andre 3000. Okay. From the International Players Anthem, I Choose You from the UGK album. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a great track. You know what's interesting about that track is they used that beat on another song. Uh, and the song wasn't a smash. And so when they decided to do the International Players Anthem, they were like, fuck it, we're using that beat. That's an amazing beat. Fits this song perfect. Don't care if it's been done already. Nobody paid attention to the last track. We're throwing it on this one. And then that one was became what it is today. I CC'd every girl that I'd CC around town. Yes. And I hate to see y'all frown, but I'd rather see her smiling. Wetness all around me. True, but I'm no island. Peninsula, maybe. Yeah. That's, that's so Andre. classic Andre. That's Andre three thousand, and and the whole the uh, the chiropractic the way they that that's yeah. like an outcast thing. They would yeah. always they would always start the word, but turn a word from two syllables to three syllables to make it fit the rhyme scheme or to make it rhyme more properly. It's they're so genius, dude. Andre, we talked about outcast a couple episodes back that they're more than likely probably the greatest hip-hop group of all time because of the fact that they went out on top. They didn't wait to burn out and fall off. My partner yelling, too soon, don't do it. Reconsider. Read some literature on the subject. You sure? Yeah, Fuck it. Exactly. Exactly, dude. That's so... Um, You got to get creative. You got to flip the words. It's like bending the words, changing the syllables, changing the pronunciation putting an accent on it, uh, whatever you can do to make it fit the rhyme scheme and make it work, the more create, the better the MC you are, the more creative and the more challenging you make it and more interesting you make it. Eminem, 
has a whole album where he's doing accents and they're like what was the fucking deal with the accents you did an album where it was like you threw an a, a weird accent on everything he's like because with the accent i could bend the word and change the way it was pronounced and make it rhyme differently than it normally would and uh that's just what a real lyricist and a real mc does there's really only so many ways you can make a word rhyme and only so many different ways you can say you know the abc rapper right cat mat hat bat sat rat fat you know there's only so you start you know chiropractic you know like you start doing that shit you know to make it work because that's how the mac spit with this track i get you know it's, you just start you're like what can i do that hasn't been done or said already it, it, it's crazy eminem just did an interview with uh spicy the, like a wintergreen tick yeah tack right? yeah it's a, whip whack on my whip flap with my flip flap and eminem's become famous for being made fun for that but he just did a, 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 an interview with XXL, and I read a little snippet of it online. He doesn't do interviews. He doesn't show up for magazines anymore. He was famous for making fun of XXL. Here, XXL, XXL. Maybe if I say your name, your shitty magazine will sell, you know? So he's on the cover, and he did an interview, and he said, I don't plan on stopping rapping. Not anytime soon. I still enjoy it. It's still my passion. It's still what I love more than anything else what I plan to do is I want to elevate and change. I still want to do things that no one's ever done. And I plan to get even more crazy creative with my flows and find ways to rap that no one else can do or will probably hopefully ever be able to do. I'm like, all right, dude, damn at 50. He's, he's still got that fire, man. Or he might be 51 now. I don't know. I've, I've lost track, but you know, these MCs have still got the fire, like 3000, he pops up andre who's a genius and most people have him in their top fives top tens he's he's that dude very rarely comes out of hip-hop hiding to do the occasional feature and when he does it's a huge deal like everybody listens because he's he's like the hip-hop hermit you know he's like only comes out on rare occasions to be seen he's like it's like groundhog day when he pops up you know like oh did he see his shadow Fuck, we're not gonna see him again for another six years so it's yeah it's it's interesting um when he shows up it's a big deal because he never does whereas eminem pops off on a lot of people's features is still making music on a regular basis but is determined to uh to continue to up his game and do things that hasn't been done it is i i respect that from someone who's where he is who could literally just be like yeah he can kick back and count his millions now and just let the residuals come in you know a billion streams for this album a billion streams for that song you know records will continue to sell t-shirts will sell merch will sell. he doesn't have to anymore like at this point he's doing it for the pure pure passion of it and his love for the game i i love that and i think it's the same with andre andre doesn't want to make albums anymore doesn't want to tour so when he does show up for that rare feature you know that he had to be either have a lot of respect for the artist that he's jumping on board with or he's just something about that track fired him up and got him passionate got him excited you know so yeah man it's uh it's uh, it's it's good to hear shit like that still man i just i love that's a great verse man i'm glad you that's a good one to bring back nasty lyric of the week you know i'll be listening to music in the car i don't think fuck what a great verse 
I gotta remember that for nasty lyric of the week. And then I get wherever I got. I was like, what fuck song was that? <laughs> I don't remember. I'm getting old, dude. This shit just it goes in my brain and comes right back out the out my ear somewhere and goes off into Well, the I'm glad I remembered universe. it. And uh I, I, I contemplated doing it over the beat, but just with him, the way he talks and the oh, way he dude. delivers, it would have been impossible. Yeah, no, I don't like to do any I have yet to do a nasty lyric of the week over a beat because if I like the lyrics enough, I don't want to jumble them and fuck them up. If I'm doing a nasty lyric of the week, it's because I respect the lyrics. So for me to try to go over the beat and and uh, recreate that person's flow and cadence, I'm just gonna fuck it up. But a lot of times, and this is I think the difference, is when you would do a nasty lyric of the week, it would be atmosphere, yeah. where something where when it's sp- when you're saying the lyric, it's almost like spoken word, very similar to what I just did right there. Yeah, yeah. Whereas a lot of times I would be doing Yellow Wolf or Tech Nine, yes. and if I tried to read it, yeah, not because they're going. Yes, you know, it, 100%. like you know, so like I think it just kind of depends on the on the lyric we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I purposely pick atmosphere and people like that too, just because it's easier as well. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm a funky town monkey pimp. So. I know you are, dude. Yes, it's a different ball game with you. You're a different animal for sure. But yeah, I, I like atmosphere. Is not saying that he's not a genius lyricist because oh, he is. But uh, I, I, all my nasty lyrics of the week are slower, uh, not not tongue twisting, chopping fast flows um not ramekin blamekin no none of that shit i i might have done an eminem nasty lyric of the week for our top 10 eminem songs though but uh uh yeah it wasn't a crazy one though it was more of an easy one i i don't have oh t- the, not none of them are easy sir yeah well it, it, we're just talented okay there you go i like that yeah, i'll yeah. take that yeah, i'll yeah. take that so uh let me be the first to say welcome back i'm back in the studio it's good to be back but Welcome home to you, my friend. Savage World Traveler is back in the building, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, uh, home from Portland, Oregon, right? Am I am I right on that? Uh, yeah, a little, little Seattle, uh, okay. Washington, uh, Oregon trip. That's that's right. So I was thinking about this last night, and I was talking to my wife, and I said, you know, I don't quite understand how this exactly works. I know you're a social worker. Correct. I know that when you have a kid that you're assigned to that has a foster family here in the 209, right? You work with kids in the 209 area, right? Uh, I work with uh, kids in that are San Joaquin County. Okay. So until a certain age, you stay with the kid. What's the age? When, when do they age out? Is there a certain point? 21. So 21. So... I'm and because I was trying to, I was telling my wife, I wonder how I'm gonna ask Savage, how exactly does this work? So, if they turn 18 and they decide that they want to go somewhere, like they get a job opportunity somewhere else, like Seattle or Portland, or do they go and live with another foster family? Is it a different, they go to another family, or are they at that point on their own and you just check in on them? How does that work? I was just curious. So we're digging in. Uh, yeah, I was, no, I, I was asking my wife. I go, you know what? I don't know how it works. What's the process like? So first of all, uh, I am in an extended foster care, so I work with kids who are only eighteen to twenty-one. Okay. So pro- when they are still minors and they are eight, under eighteen, right? I don't work with them. You don't do that. Okay. Right? So once they turn eighteen and uh-huh. they're in our program, right? It is a voluntary program. 
Okay. They, are, they do not have to participate if they don't want to. All right. However, if you choose to participate, there are certain requirements you have to meet. Okay. You have to either be in school part time or you have to be working at least 20 hours a week. Okay. That's how you qualify for the program. That and being in a um, approved placement. Now, the majority, almost 90, I would say 95 to 99% of our youth in that program, they don't live in foster homes. Okay. They are either on their own. Okay. They are either living with friends or family. Okay. In a thing which is called a SILP, which is a supervised independent living placement. Like, you have an empty room at your house. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Max has a buddy that's in foster care. You guys are saying that he can rent that room from you guys. Okay. I approve that place by making sure that there's basic safety necessities that are met. And then that's where he lives. Whatever whatever rent or whatever what he works that out with you i'm not involved that had nothing to do with me right right as long as he's in his place and i know that he's in that place and i come and check on him i have to see him in the house i think uh 40 of the year okay four out of 12 months okay I have to see him so got quarter, you quarter of the year then that's a, that's an approved placement so if they're living on their own and got their own apartment they can still be part of the program as long as you approve it yep Okay, gotcha. That and, was one of the things and, I wasn't sure and about. And one of the hardest things that I had to do in my adjustment from my old job to my new job was I had to kind of change my mindset because just because it's not somewhere I would want to live doesn't right. mean it doesn't pass standards. Right. Which are very minimal because it's about safety. Heat, AC, running water. It's, it's, yeah. it's. It's literally like you have to have a place to sleep, right. place to store your stuff. You have to have a sink, right? Somewhere to shower, right? You have to have somewhere to cook your food, somewhere to store your food. Uh -huh. You have to be able to get in and out of the house, like no bars on the window, like you'd be trapped, right? And you have to have smoke alarms, okay? Like yeah, basic yeah. necessities. So now, you can imagine how, and I use the, and, and you're not, you can't see this, but I'm using air quotes. A right. normal place, right? Those are easy things, right? But even in an abnormal place in a rough neighborhood or, you know what I mean? Like, sure. Those are easy things to attain. 100%. You don't need to have a bed on a on a box. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. very minimal. Like, right. Like, I have a kid who, who, I have a youth who doesn't like sleeping on a bed. Now, that probably comes from some stuff they've dealt with in their life. Sure. But they're at home and peace more when they're sleeping in a sleeping bag. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I've got this kid. I agreed to get him to look, dude. Still get a mattress or an air mattress and sleep in your sleeping bag. It's more comfortable. It's gonna be better for you. Right? And yeah. He slowly moved to that point. And he's gotten there now. Okay. <laughs> but it's very minimal safety type features. So once they do that, you can go anywhere in the country. Mm -hmm. Out of the country, no services. But anywhere in the country, and as long as you're meeting requirements, right, you can stay in the program. Okay. Okay, that makes sense because I was curious how that works. So as long as they start with you in the San Joaquin County and they're between 18 and 21 and, and they're approved in their area, wherever they live, they can go anywhere. Correct. As long as they started with you in San Joaquin, like you're not going to get a kid that's in Portland that's out of the area, right? You this year, you, they got to be based out of here before they move. Then you stay with them until they're when 21. They're, when you go into foster care, you are a ward of the court. 
Right. Okay. So that means you are a ward of the court in San Joaquin County. So you are a San Joaquin County dependent or an Amador County dependent or okay. a Stanislaus County dependent. Whatever you When in. you are in that county, as long as you are a ward of the court, uh-huh. then you are the responsibility of child welfare. Until you age out at 21. Until you age out at 18. 18. Okay. However. Right. You can voluntarily opt in. I got you. Okay. Get from 18 it. to 21. Got it. Right? So, like, I've had several kids where they're not doing what they need to do. They're not checking in. They say they want to do it, but they, because there is a funding piece to that if you're meeting requirements. Sure, sure. They just want the money, but they don't want to do the work. Uh, my job is this. Right. And this is my favorite thing about my job is ultimately the accountability is on these youth. Right. I will do whatever I can to help you to give you resources to support you but 18 to 21 is about you doing the work you right. learning how to become an adult you getting on your feet and having some support if you don't want to do it and you just expect a check then guess what you're going to get a real life lesson right yeah that doesn't work for anybody right the number one thing i tell any of my kids when i first meet them is this is you have an opportunity to get resources and a little bit of funding for something you should be doing anyway right how the second I happen? graduated high school. Yeah. Right. And then we've talked about it. Yeah. I graduated high school, went to Iowa for baseball. Yeah. I was 17, halfway across the country. Yeah. Right. I had a girl that I was deeply or at that point in my life thought I was in love with calling me, crying me all the time. I came back. Right. I, right. I wasn't happy. I no. came back. Yeah. I was home maybe a day. Yeah. My dad was like, what's the plan? Yeah. <laughs> right a he was pissed he just dumped a bunch of money to move me out there and then have to come get me because i called back and i was like i want to come home and my mom was like come get my baby right right yeah, yeah yeah so he's mad about i just dumped a shit ton of money right and, and then you just basically wasted a bunch of my money and time right which as a parent it happens right but yes of course you, but you can still be pissed about it of course 100%. and then also guess what you're not going to be 18 or 17 and a half or whatever you were at that point. Right. And living at home. Yeah. And doing nothing, hanging out, playing video games all day. Yeah. He's like, it was like a Monday or a Tuesday. And yeah. he's like, you've got till Friday to figure it out. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I was yeah. like, all right. Yeah. And I was mad probably, but I was like. You understood. No, well, but uh, now yeah. I do. Yeah. Now you do. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so, so. The things that you have to do anyway, you need to get a job, you need, you know. Yeah. Most people can't just sit at home and let mommy and daddy pay the bills for them. No. Right? Well, or the, and if they have good parents, in my opinion, they wouldn't let you. Right. It's time to grow up. So So anyway, yeah, so that's the first, biggest thing I tell them. Uh, you know, you have an opportunity to get some resources and some assistance and some funding for something you should be doing anyway. Right. And we'll help you out until you're yeah. tw- 21. That's Correct. that's pretty cool, man. And so, so you got kids now that you're going to see. So it's Portland, Seattle, Alabama, and Florida. Yeah, I've got a kid uh, outside of Seattle. I've got a kid outside of Portland. I've got a youth uh, in, uh, in, in in Alabama, and I've got a youth in Florida. So you're doing Alabama and Florida in one trip? Correct. Is that how it's working? And then, of course, Seattle and Portland. That's... Yeah. They're like back. They're right there. So that's so. Yes, yeah, so I flew into Washington, and I and I saw my youth, and then I drove down to uh, Oregon. This was the first time that I did both of them in one trip. It was pretty easy. It's only like less than three hours from right Seattle to Portland. Yeah, yeah. 
So, and, and uh, yeah, so, and it's a nice drive. It's on I-5 right down the road. It's easy drive. Yeah, so you're taking off, what, on a Thursday night? Uh, so this particular trip, I left Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Okay, yeah. Um, got landed about 8.15, okay. something like that. And Washington, you get out, you go get your rental car, you go through that whole airport process, and then you kind of just go do your thing. And then you're back Sunday night, right? No, no, no. Friday night. Friday, Friday, excuse me, Friday. Two days. Damn. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because we're duh, it's Saturday. Yeah. I've totally lost track of the week. Of course you weren't back Sunday night because that would be when we're recording tomorrow, which would be a neat trick. Bill, I'm supposed to be the one out of it, right? Yeah, now. I know. it's been a crazy couple weeks for me, too. Work's been insane. But yeah, no, apparently we're in the multiverse and you're a time traveler because we're recording this, but you're not really here till tomorrow. So that's interesting Correct. how that works. Yeah. Yes. No, okay, so man, so Thursday morning and you're back Friday night and you're seeing two kids in that span between portland and uh and seattle right impressive man well let me just say this and i thought it was funny uh i mean it's not wrong but i thought it was funny so my son lafondizi told me the other day before i left he's like yo pops like you're like living your life like like you should have when you were 25 yeah he, like you know so like i work and then wednesday night i come home i change i go play softball right I come home, I change, I take off, I get, I leave in the middle of the night, drive to SAC, catch a flight at six at the butt crack of dawn, right? Fly to Washington, do my thing for two days. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Also, and we're going to get to this, um, in, in Oregon, but you know, then I'm done. Catch my flight from Portland back to SAC, grab some dinner, drive to Manteca, play my Friday night softball game. Right. Come home. Right. Yeah. He's like, you're just out there doing it, man. Yeah. Like you're just like constantly on the move. Right. Yeah. And, and and that's the thing. Like, and I, I had this discussion with my brother actually, uh, which I will also get to, uh, because that's the thing to me. Like, we were talking about like, hey, you know, your dad passed away. What's going on with your mom? Where's she gonna be? What's the plan? Right. Like, all that kind. Of, like, that's a, like real yeah, yeah. family, like adult type stuff we're trying to figure out. And by all means, if my mom wanted to live with me or live around me, of course I'd want her here. That being said, like, I'm not here a lot. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like next week, Monday, I got to go to Fresno and then Merced. Okay. And Tuesday's my only day yeah. that I'm like regular office day or whatever. Right. Wednesday, early morning, flying to Bama. Then I'm going to Florida. Then I come home Friday. I'm in a golf tournament. Yeah. Friday night, I have softball. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like yeah. I'm not around. No, no, you're not. You know what I mean? Hence the reason why we've been recording over the phone. Right. You and I are both right. crazy busy, man. Yeah. Right. It's a it's a different animal for, for you and I right now. It's, and I know you're sitting there and you're like, Savage, how do you do it? Well, because I'm a stud. <laughs> I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. I knew that. I wasn't asking that because I already knew that. But the people some of the listeners may, may have been curious. I knew that already. I knew you were ballsy and a stud and all that bullshit. But Don't yeah. take shit from anyone. <laughs> that's right. I knew all that already. I was. I am fully aware. Yeah. But no, you know what? That's fascinating because it's funny. I was walking the dog with my wife and I was like, so Scott's in Portland and I think he's in Seattle. And I said, I don't, I, I'm pretty sure he starts with the kids in our area, but then if they get a job or want to go. And I'm like, I, you know what, honey, I don't know how this works. I'm going to ask him. So do I, you now have a clear understanding? I have a clear understanding. I was really curious because I wasn't sure if it was 
that they're just in the program until a certain age or that the fact that they can choose to be in the program and it helps them after the age of 18 is pretty cool. That's a cool option that they have because I was telling my wife because my stepdaughter just went off to college and she just right out of high school, just turned 18. And this is a massive change from living in mama's house. You talked about trying to go to Iowa and wanted to come home. Well, she now has two roommates who are complete and total strangers. She's at UC Davis. Two roommates who she doesn't know. One barely speaks English, an exchange student from uh, China, I believe. Other one, a very devout Catholic strict catholic like no boys are coming in no and so it's been this massive like culture shock absolutely 100 percent. and so she is texting my wife they've got what they call an ra a room advisor that, that, that tracks these arguments and disagreements and tries to make sure everybody gets along and if somebody needs to move to another room they try to figure out what's happening well she had a big meeting last night and she's bawling and in tears and telling them she hates it there and she wants to come home and uh, your daughter my stepdaughter uh, kate yeah so she's gonna she's coming home today to just hang out with amber today and then they're gonna hang out tomorrow and she's gonna drive her back but uh yeah so i think i was telling my wife i go look these freshmen that go straight from high school into college they're just kids I don't care if they're 18 or not. At 18 or 19, just because the government says you're an adult, you're a fucking kid still. So the fact that you have a program that says, look, if you do what you should be doing, go to school, get a job, check in, we're going to give you a little incentive. We're going to give you a little something to help you and reward you for doing what you should be doing. And I think that's amazing because from 18 to 21, I don't want to speak for you. I was still an idiot. I really was. I wasn't smart with my money. I uh, didn't have a great job. I didn't even move out of my parents' house until I was 21. Um, I didn't have my shit together in any way, shape, or form. So the fact that your uh, your career, because you have a career, you don't don't just have a job. You have a career. Thank you. Uh, that helps people. Uh, it, the fact that you're you're involved in a program that helps people between those ages where I really feel like, yes, of course you need help as a little kid. You can't take care of yourself. But when you go out on your own and strike out on your own as an adult and you're trying to make it, that's those are some 18 to 21 is some make or break years where you either like stumble and fall down on your face and go running back to mama. But the kids you're dealing with may not have, don't, can't run back to mama, right? So I mean, yeah, man, it's cool. And yes, I do feel like I have a better understanding of it now because, I, yeah, it's so funny. I was literally just talking to my wife about this last night. You know, I'm going to ask Savage tomorrow because I don't uh, I said I need to ask Scott because I really don't understand how it works. She goes, well, you're going to see him tomorrow. And I go, yeah, well, good point. Yes, I will. So, yeah, man, I, I think it's a cool thing because, yeah, after watching what my stepdaughter's going through, my stepdaughter can come home and cry on her mom's shoulder and and stay, spend a weekend and then go back and try to face it whereas the kids you're working with that's not an option right so yeah man or in my scenario i was halfway across the country that right. wasn't an option that wasn't an option i couldn't just be like oh this place is irritating me yeah come home for the weekend see the people that i love see some normalcy yes right go to El Torero and have a meal that I'm used to, whatever. And then go back and, and be, then go uh, back and, 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 you know Iowa. what I mean? You yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. not really, was I mean, it, Iowa, you it said? was, it yeah. was, yeah. you know, so, so 
it's a little different, right? Absolutely. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. If you'd been going to Sac state, you could have been like, man, I got this girl. I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to come home, see my girl, talk to my parents and then figure it out. But it, but yeah, when you're in Iowa and even, and you know, my stepdaughter's at UC Davis, it's, she has the, now she left her car at home. So, uh, because it, they charge you a lot of money to park a car and in Davis, everybody rides bicycles. So she's got a bike with a lock. So, um, she's got a, a, a boy that she's kind of seeing who's driving her back home for the weekend. And then my, my wife will drive her back Sunday evening. Um, but that being said, yeah, that option's still there. Davis, she could, if she had to, it'd be an expensive Uber, but you could Uber. There's ways to get back. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you don't have that option, uh, at least you have a, you're, you're, you're providing a program to give these kids an option. And then when I say kids, I know they're adults, but really still kids. Um, I think that's awesome, man. Kudos to that. I think that's really cool. Cause so at your previous job, were you working with, you were working with younger kids though? Uh, I worked with some kids that were in this age group, but okay. I was like, I worked for an indep- like a, a foster family agency, which is so the county places kids with agencies sometimes right. or sometimes with county homes. But with an agency like then I would report to a county worker, which is what I am now. Uh-huh. Right. So pretty much the boss. Boss. Like a boss. <laughs> That's and, what's up. And uh, so, but I would work with kids basically from zero to 21. Okay. Got you. Interesting. All right. Yeah. No, that's, I think as, cool, a, as a male in the, in the industry, which there's not a lot of males, I tended to get a lot of the teens and the older kids anyway. So this is right up my alley and, and I do well. And I, you know, and, and <clears throat> I was telling him, I was telling one of my kids uh, actually last week, cause he's like, he's in that. He's 19 now. He's struggling a little bit, trying to figure out what he wants to do. Sure. And I told him, I said, look, dude, this is the part of life, right? Like, you're not going to figure it out. No. And I said, I'll tell you right now, what I'm doing right now was not my plan. Right. This was never what I wanted to do. Same here. But I ended up here. Yeah. And I think I'm really good at it. And I think I'm good at what I do. And I'm supposed to, I'm at where I'm supposed to be. And he goes, no, you're, I think you're great. You're the best social worker I've ever had. And I said, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. But that's not what I was looking for. I, was, I wasn't looking for a right. compa pen. I was no, just wanting you not. to understand yeah. that this is not what I tr- meant. Like when I had my plan, you're trying to figure out your plan. Your plan's going to change. Yeah. I went through three different majors in college. A lot of people go through six, seven majors. Oh, 100%. Trying to figure yeah. out what they want to do. Yeah. And I backdoored into this field and I never left. Yeah. And now I'm glad I did. Yes. Because I, you know, because, and I, and, and I didn't tell him this, but we've talked about this on the show. Like, I was a kid, like, I didn't, like, when, there was a people that, like, even though they may not have accomplished it, they may have had a plan. Yes. I didn't have a plan. Yeah, me My neither. plan was, I, 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 I never thought I'd be a homeowner. Yeah, me too. I never thought, like, I, if you'd have said Scott at 18 or 17, is it a stronger, would you bet on you being a super successful adult or being a screw up and maybe ending up in jail? I would have probably ended up the other one because I, I was a bad kid. I made bad decisions, things like that. I wasn't yeah. a terrible kid. But like that's that was my mindset. Like I got to stay out of jail. Like right. not that I was like a hardcore criminal, but no. like I was, I was a knucklehead sometimes, you know what I mean? And so I was just a young kid trying to figure it out. But now I'm here. And and so the point of the story for this young young man was 
things don't always go as we plan, dude. Like, I, like this kid's had some things go on. He had some trouble, right? He kind of steered his way out of it, got a second chance, like that kind of stuff. And I said, but now you got to capitalize. Right. You got to, you got to, you got to build and learn from those things that you steered out of and find a way to find your, your, your path, right. whatever it may be. Yeah. Now, remember this, sir. That path that you're trying to forge it's probably going to change five or six times. Oh, 100%. But as long as you stay on the path and you keep things in perspective, you slash we can make it. Yes. Yeah. It's and so then he true. says to me, he says to me, he goes, I feel like once I'm out of the program and I'm 21, that you're still going to be in my life. And I told him, I said, I will be in your life as much as you want me to be. I will never force myself into your life. Sure. And I said, that being said, I have five or six kids that are in their mid-20s. I adopted one of my young kids. That's my son now. I go, you're not just a case to me, sir. Right. None of my kids are. And I've always been this way. And he goes, that's why you're the best. Nice. And I said... Now go out there and make something of yourself. That's right. Go on and be somebody. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. And I'm envious. I've always been envious of people that find something that they're passionate about and can make a living about with. Make a, make a living doing and still enjoy it. Like, you know, maybe, sure, are there days where you're probably not bouncing, springing up like a daisy going, I'm going to work. Yay. But I know that you like what you do. You love helping people. And, I, and and that's so uh, such a blessing and a gift, because I'm 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 gonna be 48 in October, and it's just like you told that kid, you, you're not figuring it out in your 20s. I feel like I've just now at almost 48 found probably what I should have been doing since I was 21, with real estate. I feel like I hit a niche, I've hit a groove. This is something that had I started in my early 20s. I would be incredibly successful now because I started at 47 and uh, am, am in my first year doing better than most people do in their first year. And I'm blessed to have an incredible team around me, an amazing support system that has pushed me and guided me the whole way. I didn't do it by myself. So that wasn't a, like a brag or anything. But most, I've been very lucky because most realtors don't do what I've done in my first year. So I'm enjoying it. Is it like, the, do I get up every morning going, yay, real estate? No, but I also don't get up every morning going, ah, f-, like when I was in the restaurant business, ah, fuck, I got to go to work. Fuck this job. You know, I don't do that. And the highs are high, the lows are lows. But when I hit that high, when I'm doing it right and I'm getting things done, it feels amazing. And like I said, I will be 48 in October and I'm just now figuring this out. So there was a, you know, from 18 until now is a lot of years, man. But, you know, tell LaFondizi La that 45 is the new 25. So that's why we're doing what we're doing right now, baby. That's what's up. And, and I and I think that's the key, right? Yeah. Is that I love what I do. Right. I enjoy what I do. Nice. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. still work. A hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Right? Some days I'm like, fuck, I'm tired. I do not feel it. Like, right. I'll tell you right now. It's Saturday. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to going to Fresno. Yeah, I don't. I bet. I would rather fly to Seattle for the day. Yeah. Than go to fucking Fresno. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah. But that's part of the job. Right. And, and look, there's. 
for every couple kids that I've told you that I really am, am enjoying working with, there's a couple that would be like, every time the phone rings, I'm like, ugh. Right. Right? It's, it's still work. Right. It's still work. Hey, listen, Tom Cruise and all these big major actors that we think they probably get up every morning going, yay, when they film a movie and they got to do a scene where it's raining and they're soaking wet and it's fucking cold and somebody keeps fucking up their lines and they have to do the scene 20 times, they'll tell you how miserable that is. Or when they're promoting a movie, right? And we think they're these guys are millionaires. They got the greatest job ever. It's so easy. But when they promote a movie and they got to fly to a press junket and they got to talk to people all day long, whether it's on the radio or on the phone or via Zoom or sitting there, and they all ask him the same question. So what was it like working with so-and-so? So you really had to work out a lot for this movie. Hey, so you had to lose 30 pounds, and what was your gym routine? What are you eating? After you answer that question 752 times, they're going, fuck this. And that's, you know, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt. So you can be passionate about something. And I think that's the mistake a lot of people make is I think a lot of people spend their life looking for that thing that they just love and they're passionate about. There's always going to be something, no matter how much you look. I love hip hop. If somebody paid me right now to be in a band, paid me exactly what I'm making in real estate to, to just go around and play music, I'd love it. But I guarantee those guys in the band after being on the road a few weeks are going to fucking get on my nerves. Like, hey, dude. Your socks smell. Put them in the fucking hamper. Hey, dude, why'd you fuck up that part on the guitar? Hey, Bill, man, quit talking so much. Your voice sounds like shit. You know, it's just going to happen. That's normal. If somebody paid me $100,000 a year, and they said, we're going to give you $100,000 a year for five years. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. And we're going to put you on an amateur golf tour. Yeah. Right? You'd have to quit your job. Yeah. You'd have to be on, you know, this is the tour. There's there's uh, two tournaments a year. Or I meant two tournaments a month. Right. So that's 24 tournaments. You've got to do some press things, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right. I would probably say yes. Yeah. Because that's an opportunity, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, But realistically, sure. like, yeah. like you just said, I'd probably love it for two weeks or a month. And then all of a sudden, like, it would turn into a job. Yeah, you're like, man, it's, I used to really like to play golf. Now it's a, now I have to. Yeah, now there's stress. Now there's people yeah. watching me. Every time I fuck up, I'm like, yeah, I'm tired of getting questioned. You know what I mean? Yeah. It turns into a job. Right. You know, so, and that's, you know, just like you said, like, the path, if you will, right? Yeah. And I don't want to divul- divulge too much of people's information, but the mad cyclone, right? You know, yeah. he's he's my family. He's my blood. He, he his path was... I guarantee not what he planned. Right. Because I know his path. Yeah. Right? But his path has turned into, you know, a pretty damn good life. Right. Right? Yeah. When, when we were 17 and 18 hanging out, I better never. I bet he never thought he'd be living in Ohio with his wife that he met at college in Iowa and three kids. Like, you know? Right. That yeah. wasn't, that probably wasn't what he wrote down. When no. He was like, no. Hey, when on you, his vision board? Yeah, yeah. On his vision board when he was eight. <laughs> yeah. He's Did like, the Cyclone have a vision board at eight? That's hey, impressive. I want to see that. Hey, hey, Cyclone, uh, w- what's your vision? Uh, I'm thinking Ohio. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Ohio. I'd like to get at eight years old. The vision board would be like, I'd really kind of like that Optimus Prime, and uh, maybe go see the new Star Wars movie, and then probably make a move to Ohio after that. You know, just whatever. You know. Yeah. But that's the path. Right. right? Yeah. 
it, it's it's crazy to think that way, but it's so true, man. It doesn't matter. There's a, a band I really love called the Dirty Heads, and they have a song called Vacation, where the the, the chorus is a a a. I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. A a a. But I guarantee, like when COVID hit and they couldn't tour and they were trying to find a way to just sell merch and keep the music going. You're gonna. I get what they're saying in the song. They love what they do, so it's like your job is your vacation, and I and I respect that, and I get that. But hey, shitty things happen when you're on vacation too, right? How many? I've been on several vacations where I was like, "Fuck this! I just want to go home." You know, like this vacation's terrible. Even when you're having fun on a vacation, there's something about getting home, dropping your bags, and just plopping down on your own bed and being like, "Ah." I'm home. As amazing as that was, it's good to be home. So I respect what they're saying, and I actually really love the song Vacation by the Dirty Heads, but it, you're, there's always going to be something negative about your job. You can't, whether you're a musician or whether you're a doctor or whether you're a social worker or a real estate agent, you're going to have bad days. That's just how it goes. It's like, still a hundred percent you're gonna have bad day i have bad days when i play softball sure i have bad days when i golf right i have bad days just doing regular life let alone work like that's just part of being a human i think right 100 percent. oh we all have sometimes you just wake up pissed and you don't know why have you ever had one of those days where you just get up out of bed and you're like fuck i don't know what's bugging me but something is bugging me right now don't talk to me for a minute like you know i get those people that are like hey don't talk to me till i've had five cups of coffee well i don't drink coffee but there are mornings where i'm like fuck i hope nobody says shit to me i need just like a half hour to i i really respect my 40 minute drive to work because those mornings are when i can just hit the road and i've got okay crank the music up or crank a podcast up and get my head space right before i get to the office i've got 40 minutes to do that and usually by the time i get there it's just one of those days yeah 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 ripping someone's head off Hey, this this song didn't hit till you were in your thirties. Yeah. You, hey, I, I never felt like this right here. I never felt like this when in my twenties. You get a little older, then it hits. Yeah. Then it hits. Or you had to be at Woodstock '99, and then that really oh. fired. Did you watch that documentary? I did not. Trainwreck Woodstock '99. It's on. It's on Netflix. There's another Woodstock 99. Woodstock 99 was such a fucking clusterfuck and a train wreck. There's two really good documentaries about it. But at one point, they're trying to get the crowd to calm down. And they ask Fred Durst, hey, man, these guys are getting crazy. They're they're that the crowd at one point is like ripping boards down off of the barriers and they're crowd surfing on the boards and they're starting to get a little out of control. And they ask Fred, hey, man, can you maybe do something to help us out here. And what does he do? He goes, it's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everybody's fucked. Everybody's and the crowd goes fucking ape shit, dude. It is a crazy scene, a crazy documentary that, um, if anyone, there's two, one is train wreck Woodstock 99 on Netflix. The other one is, uh, it's, I think it's just Woodstock 99 on HBO max. You can't go wrong with either one. I've watched both. It's crazy. But yeah, yeah, that's one of those songs. I think because I think Fred Durst was in his 30s. Fred Durst was a tattoo artist. 
uh, struggling to get his band going. I don't think Limp Biscuit really took off until Fred was already late 20s, early 30s. So yeah, I think he was coming from a place of like, yeah, I work nine to fives. This sucks. I know exactly where. But yeah, man, and that's that's exactly it. I don't care who you are. You're going to just have a bad day. Shit's bound to happen no matter what you do. But if you love what you do, um, it's a lot easier to get over. When I was working in a restaurant and I had a bad day, and then I walked in into the restaurant, I'm already having a bad day. Then I do a job that I can't fucking stand that I'm just doing to pay the bills. Oh, the day didn't get any better. I can tell you that much. It 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 was a tiny snowball that turned into a ma- massive shit avalanche. And I was at the bottom of the mountain, and the shit hit me right in the face, man. It's just like one. It, so yeah, if if you like what you do, the bad days are definitely a lot more easy to handle and manage for for sure, hundred percent. I'll tell you this, man. I feel like if you. First of all, it's all about perspective, right? Right. If you if you go into things with as, as much positive perspective as you can, you're more likely to have a better day, even if you're dealing with your rough day, right? Right. Like For I sure. try to, even if I'm having a day that I don't like or that I'm not really excited about, right? I make sure that I have something that excites me or makes me happy that I'm looking forward to that day. All about perspective, right? Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you this. For example, Monday. I am going to uh, have lunch while I'm down in Fresno with uh, my dad's uh, best friend because he lives right outside uh, in Lemoore. So I ask him if, hey, if I come down to Fresno for work, would you guys be able to meet me for lunch? He's like, absolutely. Nice. Haven't had a chance to see him since all the dad stuff. So um, just being able to, you know, something I'm looking forward to. Sure. Fitting that in my day and and doing a little something for me. So that helps my Monday, right? Right. Little things like that perspective. And then also, if you like what you do, like we just talked about. Right. You are, I guarantee, you are more likely to have way more good days than bad days. Sure. Agreed. 100%. So if you go into it with some good perspective and you like what you do, more than likely your things are going to be better. So I tell you this, if you don't like your situation and you don't like what you do, move. Right. Life is short. Yes. We talked about this. If you followed this podcast, you know how hesitant I was to change jobs. You know how hesitant Bill was to change jobs. Bill had to go in it with all of a sudden like no secured finances. Like all of a sudden he went from a consistent paycheck to you got to make your own money. That kind of stuff. Like that's part of the real estate game. Right. I was going from something I was super comfortable in and, and making and had a lot of free time and was doing the things that I wanted to. But cha- making a change, going to the dark side, if you will, to working for the government. And right. I wouldn't change it for a thing. Right. I wouldn't change are, are there some things I don't like? Sure. Yeah. But I you you know how happy I am. You know the changes I've been. You've seen it. Like people like everything is better. Like this is so much better. I was so upset at my ang- I was ang- ang- upset at my old job. Right. Right? I talked about being underpaid, undervalued, under underrespected, all that stuff. Yes. Like that's not a thing anymore. Nice. So if you're not happy, whether it's in your professional career, your relationship, right, your where you live, whatever it may be, right? Life's short. Take those chances. Yes. If you don't like your life, to quote the Dirty Ed, same song, vacation. A A A. I'm on vacation. If you don't like your life, then you should go and change it. A A A. I'm on vacation. You know, that's it, man. I mean, it sounds simple, but if you're miserable. 
it all starts with a change. If, if whatever you're doing is making you miserable, there's and, only one way to fix that. And, and we have talked about, like, like oh, well, you know, I've been at this job a long time, da, 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 da. Or like, oh, you know, we've got kids that I'm going to, we're going to try to work through it. Like, yeah, yeah. when you know, you know. Yes. When you know, you know, you have to trust yourself. I promise that you will land on your feet. Yeah. And, and, and when you make that change, whatever it may be, whether it's employment or relationship or life or mo where you live or whatever it is, when you finally get on your feet, when that weight is off of your shoulders, yeah. you are going to feel so much better. Yeah. I promise you with all of my soul that when that happens, that weight will be gone and you will feel so happy that you did what you did. 100%. Life happens outside the comfort zone. So you're going to be uncomfortable. It's going to scare the shit out of you. It's going to be difficult. All, whatever, whatever uh, you know, cliche or crazy uh, overused term you can think of. Hard, difficult, scary, crazy, shitty. It's going to be all those things. But the reward comes from that. You don't get to the reward without the fear, without the shit, without the scared, without the nervousness, without the struggle. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, Hey, I didn't want to DoorDash for two hours before going into the office and then DoorDash for another five hours after, but that's what I had to do in order to keep the bills paid while I got my footing in real estate and got my, uh, and now I'm, I'm, I'm making enough money doing real estate that I haven't DoorDashed in like a, a month. And eventually, you know, I may get to a point with what's happening with the market right now. Uh, you know, rising interest rates, rising cost of living. I may get to a point where I've got the money stops coming in and I'll have to go back and DoorDash. But for now, I'm going to focus while I have money. I'm focusing on continuing to be successful and doing what I need to do. But yeah, it may it, it might get uncomfortable again, but that's life. May I? Yes, you may. Ahem. <clears throat> I'm gonna make a change for once in my life. Yes. It's gonna feel real good. <laughs> gonna make a difference. Gonna make it right. That's Woo! Pull up the collar on my favorite winter coat. This wind is blowing my mind. Because mm -hmm. the kids on the street ain't got enough to eat. Who am I? To be blind, pretending not to see their needs. A willow's deep because of... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what does he it's, say It's definitely that. a willow's deep because. <laughs> I don't know what I'm, I've never... You know, that's one of those. A willow deep is God. Somebody's broken heart. And a one man soul. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I... I a that, summer's that, disregard. Okay. Oh, broken bottle top. There it is. And a one man soul. It is a one man soul, though. Yeah. They follow the patterns of the wind you know. Is that right? They follow each other on the wind you know. And they got nowhere to go. That's why I want you to know. Woo! I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Woo! I'm asking him to change his ways. No message yeah. could have been any clearer. 
If they want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and, and then, then make that change. Change. Na 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 na. Dude, the Michael Jackson estate, if anybody fucking heard this song. I motherfucker <laughs> wish you would sue me. Yeah. Dude, we're going to get a cease and desist from Tito Jackson any day now, I'm pretty sure. He needs a cease and desist with his name. Yeah. Tito. <laughs> Tito. Shit. I, I'm Michael Jackson. You Toto. It's Tito, motherfucker. <laughs> Toto's what we had for hey. dinner last night. Make that change. 100%. What a great song. Hey, we kicked this episode off with a little Michael Jackson, and we're going to, we're coming to the end. We're ta- we're bookending it with Full a little circle. Michael Full Jackson. Circle. I love it, man. Uh, hey, so next week, yes. we're going to actually talk about the things I wanted to with my travel. And some She-Hulk. Update. Hey, but I tell you what, this episode was great. Yes, it was. I 100% agree. Fantastic. Uh, and I'll tell you this, if you listen to this episode and you want to tell us a little bit about your life journey, please. I'd love to hear it. Oh, man. I'd love to hear about it. Let's keep the conversation going. If you give us more feedback and things to talk about, we can continue this kind of subject matter because I really enjoy this. Sometimes things just happen off the cuff that we don't anticipate, and it makes for a great episode. So I would love to hear your stories, and we'd love to build on this and continue the conversation. Hell yeah, let's do it. You want to come in the studio and talk about your life story? Yes, please. Come on down. Because chances are I might not be here, so Savage is getting lonely. It's true. (laughs) Yeah. You can come in, take Bill's seat. We'll get him on the FaceTime. Yeah, that's right. He can put the phone up to his ear and listen to your story. Yes, I would love that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it an effort to try to get back out here more. It's definitely better when I'm here. We have this tendency. It's hard because I can't. Well, I'm holding the phone up to my mouth, so I can't see you. So I'm listening but talking, and we, we start to talk over each other a little bit. It gets difficult. So it doesn't feel like a real this is a real conversation we, we do what we can but when we guess can. what you yeah. know what i mean like we talked about it before yeah where we are now from where we started four plus years ago or yes. whatever it was is such a drastic change from our lives this october will be year five right the beginning of yeah we'll be starting year five in correct. october yeah crazy so, crazy dude so uh Next episode, we are going to get to She-Hulk. Yes. We're going to update on that. I will talk about uh, a couple visits uh, I, I, that I had uh, during my most recent trip. Um, I did see my brother. I also have a great story about... Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Clorox cleans. Let's go. Uh, so we will get to that. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. I really enjoyed this episode. Yes. Uh, it kind of got a little deep with some seriousness. And, it did. And I'll tell you what. Uh, I believe uh, the uh, legendary... Uh, pop artist Michael Jackson said it best when he said, "Make that change, make that change," and uh, and uh, and whatever those other lyrics I couldn't remember were <laughs> the summer breeze and the yeah, disregard yeah, yeah. and the broken bottle top. That yeah, one, yeah. yeah, he said all those things too, but mostly he said. <laughs> uh, I do as I scroll down here, a willow deeply scarred. So there is a willow. A willow deep. And I thought I a always thought. A willow th- deeply scarred. Somebody's broken heart. Okay. And a washed out dream. And I always used to think it was a willow's disregard. disregard. Yeah. It's funny how you just hear something and that's it. Like that. That's in my mind. It'll always be a willow disregard. Like, hey, man. You know what they say? A willow's disregard. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Come on, Mr. Jackson himself penned that lyric. It's got to be true, right? Yeah. <laughs> All uh, right, buddy, get us out of here. In the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we'll see you in the 209. <laughs> Peace.